the Fitness Hacks Podcast, Episode 17. We're talking with Krista Stryker of 12-Minute Athlete. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. Breaking down fitness and the fitness business with some of the best names in the industry. And here are your hosts, Corey Lefkowitz and Ryan Heenan. Pretty much everything you try is going to take a lot longer than you think it will. So if you chip away at something, it's going to work eventually. And that's both great advice for fitness and for business. Too often we think that, you know, that person just achieved overnight success. But as Krista mentions, a lot of that overnight success is sometimes five years in the making. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hidden challenges that you need to overcome if you're going to put out an app or start a business. And Krista took an interesting road of doing the website to the app and getting videos out there and kind of making it this all-inclusive brand that has these 12-minute workouts that are hit and effective. I love the idea of a 12-minute workout. I think it takes away all of the excuses. She has such a, a unique reason why she came up with it. I love her phrasing of, I did the three ugliest push-ups anyone's ever seen. But you know, it's a, a super great program, no matter whether or not you're short on time or just trying to battle those excuses. And on top of this, Krista shares her uh, favorite workout to do at the Santa Monica Pier when you're out there. So stay tuned to find out what that workout is. Krista, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and your fitness journey and what led to your passion for fitness? Um, Sure. Well, I did sports. I played sports in high school. I played basketball and soccer, but I never really considered myself very athletic. I was pretty clumsy. Uh, I wasn't very passionate about it. So as soon as I went off to college, I basically ate mac and cheese and became a couch potato, um, resigned to the fact that I would just be like a little pudgy and not be able to do anything athletic for the rest of my life. Um, so that was fun. Um, actually, though, it really it was really a tough time in my life because I that kind of not being active at all also made me super like unconfident in all areas of my life. So, you know, there was, there wasn't like one specific moment, but there were, were a couple things where I realized like, Hey, I actually want to be able to do like a push up. Like at the time I couldn't do a single push up. So I remember that first time when I did probably, the worst three push-ups that anyone's ever seen, but I was so excited about it. And like little things like that kind of got me thinking like, Hey, maybe if I actually put some work into it, um, this could actually make a difference. Maybe I could get in better shape. At the time I was mostly focused on my appearance, but I liked the idea of feeling stronger Um, and so kind of from there, I, well, what happened also is I moved to Amsterdam, which was awesome, but I couldn't work because I didn't have a work visa. So I was like, I had been kind of encouraged to get my personal training certification. And I was like, one day I was like, what the heck, I'm just going to do this. Um, and then it just, everything kind of went from there. Um, I, trained just in a gym. And at the time I was like training too much, just doing like two hours of workouts that really looking back had no point to them. Um, so then I got more into HIIT training, body weight training, calisthenics, stuff like that. And 
Yeah, it's it's been quite the journey. <laughs> I think you have such a relatable story. And I know like most of us get into the fitness industry because we've had struggles ourselves. Like, you know, I know after college, after playing like a collegiate sport for me, I gained a ton of weight because I was wasn't training as much anymore. So, you know, it's, it's so hard to find that balance. And, you know, we go through the struggles of conventional training, wisdom, training for two hours, overtraining, not knowing where to di- direct our attention. So it's, it's so motivational to hear your story of, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything. And then you got motivated to do the body weight stuff. Can you sort of tell us a little bit about what your training program looks like right now? Yeah. Um, so I do, I mean, I create interval training hit workouts, um, through my blog and my app, 12 minute athletes. So I do those workouts. I create the workouts and then I post them to the site and stuff, but I do those maybe four or five days a week. Um, and they just help to kind of keep me conditioned and strong, um, and kind of just like allow me to work out anywhere. Um, so that's a big piece of my training. Um, and then I also about two years ago really fell in love with handstands. So I train those almost every day, just partly because I I love it. Um, it's just this kind of endless challenge for me. Um, and then I also started taking gymnastics classes. So that's just like another fun thing for me to like keep myself challenged and, I'll use things that I learned there in the HIIT workouts. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm having a lot of fun with my training right now. (laughs) It's great that you've sort of found these different skills that you can perfect because I think so often people go to having to do, you know, longer workouts or heavier weights in order to make things more challenging. Can you talk a little bit about how you use body weight exercises and maybe even progressions you do towards, I know you do the pistol squats and the handstands to make exercises and everything more challenging without having to go to the gym? Yeah, there's so much you can do. Um, I mean, legs are one thing where everyone thinks you have to do heavy squats and you can do heavy squats and they can be great, but you can also just do plyometrics, um, which means, you know, adding jumping to the leg exercise. So taking a basic body weight squat and turning into a jump squat makes it so much harder. Um, and then if you want to like progress from there, you could do it on a wobbly surface, um, or in sand. I did that yesterday. That was fun. So there's so many ways to make, you know, the basic push up. you turn it into just, a, an explosive push pushup where you're jumping off the ground a little bit with your hands and then you go into a clap and then you see people do the like Superman push-ups where, you know, you're kind of parallel to the ground with your hands and feet, which is just looks amazing. And it's definitely a goal of mine. So there's, there's so many things you can do. I've actually found it to be a lot of fun to get creative with these kind of things and not rely so much on like standard equipment and just kind of get outside and be like, okay, what can I do with this? Like, high bench or pull a bar or whatever it is there. Um, it becomes fun and challenging. I think that's so great too, because it's equipment and things that everybody has access to. And I think that everything that you do, it translates so well on video combined with the fact that you're doing it anywhere. What made you make that decision to be video focused and then take that into an app? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I actually resisted videos for a while because my idea of the fitness 
video was you have to kind of be like Jillian Michaels and like walk everyone through it and push them the whole way. And that's just not really who I am. Um, so I approach video kind of more how I would want it as an athlete who, I mean, I'm pretty, I like to do things on my own. So I figured that other people would too. So I like to show the exercise, show the workout so people know what to do, but they don't always have to do it with me. Um, and I think, you know, it doesn't work for everyone, but for people who are self-motivated, it's a really nice way to do it. And with this, you have a very specific sort of niche you're targeting, the 12-minute workout. How did you come up with just 12 minutes? I mean, we all love the hit. We all know we can get in like a great workout quickly, but 12 minutes is very specific. It is specific. Um, I mean, to, to be totally honest, like you can get a super good hit workout in anywhere from like eight to 15 minutes ish. Um, I like 12 because I like to do it's, it just works nice with the interval times. I tend to do, uh, interval times of 10 second rest, 30 seconds work. Um, and so that gets you six different exercises and it's just kind of a nice, um, full body workout usually. Um, but, but truthfully, like people will take like a, a it'll, be called like a hit class. Um, and it'll be 45 minutes and 45 minutes is not hit like hit training, high intensity, high intensity interval training is when you're really going all out. And, you know, I did a workout the other day with some friends that it took 20 minutes. And I just, I noticed what a difference it was that I was having to pace myself the whole time versus, like a 12 minute hit workout where I'm just, you know, every work interval, I'm just giving it my all. Um, and it's cool because it makes it really efficient, but it is hard. <laughs> it is hard. But I mean, the thing is, is you make such a great point with the fact that you can do longer cardio workouts or high intensity workouts, but they're not really that hit training because that is a maximum effort. And I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I'll have like clients or people online say, oh, well, I did extra running or this or that after or, like a 10 or 15 minute workout sure. I'll give them. And I'm like, you could do extra after that? I'm, I'm <laughs> destroyed. That was impossible. You know, and is, is there some education that you've had to do to get people to really make the most of that time? Because there is this this idea out there that you have to do more or that it's not enough. Like, how do you coach people to really push so they can get the most out of the 12 minutes? You, I mean, I, I have the same problem with people. <laughs> um, you know, it's certain people are just going to always kind of push back. And the thing is that when you actually see how hard they're working during that hit workout, you know that they could push harder. So it's kind of just slowly like getting them to understand like, hey, this, you, you actually don't want to like slow down during the hit and have enough energy to go running afterwards. Like, that's not the point. If you want to go for a run beforehand, then give it your all during the hit. That's okay. I find it slightly unnecessary unless you're training for something specific, but, um, it's just kind of like helping them understand that, you know, it's, it's really just pushing as hard as you can. So what was it like putting that philosophy into an app format that was accessible to so many different people? I mean, I think it's, it's such a great concept because, everybody can spare 12 minutes no matter how busy they are. Yeah. Um, well, so I created 
the blog and then it was like six months later I started working on the app and it part of it was like I wanted the app like I'm like I want an interval training app that I can use that's easy that you know gives me quick workouts stuff like that so I started putting like the mindset um into the app like basically yeah what what I wanted from it and then I used also response from my from my readers um what they were looking for in an app but it it honestly just came very like naturally to me um I just felt like it was an app that was missing and yeah like I was saying earlier I didn't want an app that like had full workout videos and I had to follow along with some angry trainer I wanted to just like know the list of exercises to do and just do it so that's kind of just basically how it started if someone was interested in sort of starting their own app what would you recommend they do to get started I would recommend getting really really clear about what you want it to be um before I even talked to, because I didn't code it, before I talked to any sort of developers, I basically created wireframes. And what that means is like you basically, you know, you, you won't think of all of them, but you think of the main kind of screens that you would want to be in the app. And this really helps um, you just know what you want the app to be because it can be easy to say, oh, I want to make an app. But then when you like, sit down and actually do that it's very challenging um and that also really allowed me when I went to find developers to get the app that I wanted because I've talked to a lot of people that just kind of have like a vague idea of what they want to do and then they're kind of surprised when the developer doesn't get them the perfect app um so you just have to be really clear about what it is (laughs) I mean, it sounds like you were very prepared going into it. I mean, you found a need in the market. And I think, you know, using yourself is, is some like, if you need this, other people probably need it too. And then listening to that, that customer feedback, but it almost sounds like that preparation was the key to, to bringing it all together. It was huge. I, I don't, I don't think I could have done it without it. Like, um, I definitely recommend that. What were some of the struggles when you were getting it built? I mean, was it hard to find a developer? Was it hard to get those ideas to sort of come to life? You know, what were those struggles? Because I have to imagine there were a lot. There were so many struggles. I mean, I had never created an app. I didn't know anyone who had made an app. So it was kind of like, it just seemed impossible. But I knew I wanted to do it. So I started asking everyone I knew kind of in the online world. if anyone had any experience creating apps. And luckily I came across one guy who had worked with a developer who happened to be in Barcelona. Um, He connected me with him. And I mean, now I know it was so lucky that that was a good fit because I worked with other developers around the world and it's really hard to find good developers. Um, So it's just, yeah, it, it, finding that first developer. And I mean, honestly, I'm still, it's still tough because yeah, you create an app and yay, you got your app out. And then it's like your users want new features. Well, and I, I want to build the features too, but the features equal like time and money. And then you have to do all the like, you know, every time a new iOS or Android platform 
update thing comes out, you have to update it. And there's just like a lot more maintenance than I thought originally. Um, but I love it. But it's it's definitely a challenge. You're on version four now of your app. Is that correct? Um, Something like that. I mean, we've done like... There's been updates. Yeah. We've done a lot of different updates, but we've probably done, yeah, maybe four like big updates that we've kind of changed the app quite a bit. It's funny. We were actually talking with Chris Wilson of Critical Bench the other day, and he was talking about how, you know, you're constantly adapting and one of like the sort of the kiss of death when you're creating a product is having this perfectionist attitude, you know, with doing all the different updates and then having to make adjustments. It sounds like you've done a really good job of being willing to sort of move with the times and changes you've needed to do. Uh, has that been challenging? Um, yeah, that's, that's something that if you want to be an entrepreneur or business owner, you just have to deal with very early on, um, because you'll never end up putting anything out otherwise. Um, and yeah, with the app, I've, I've definitely had that. Probably the, the most noticeable thing is like little design features. Um, I'm definitely like a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff. And it, it's so frustrating when you like point something out very specifically and it just the developer doesn't do it or says it's hard and you know like stuff like that um and you just kind of have to let things go at times um you know other things are you have features that you might want to work very specific way but maybe it's like somehow like equals 20 hours more work and you just want to get out um stuff like that. It's like a constant kind of like, obviously I want it to be the best app and product it can be, but I also want to get stuff out. So it's a balancing act. Yeah. I think too, once you get it out there, you can get that feedback, which also helps. I have to ask, how did you come up with the little guys in the app? Cause I think those are such an awesome way to show the exercises. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Part of it was like when I went into the whole thing, like I was saying, I didn't want to have it just be video only of me the whole time. So I wanted to have a way to show the exercise, but have kind of a more of a symbol. Um, so they're based off the like the Olympic guys like that. And so it's the same concept. Um, and it's just a way to show the exercise without having it just be like, Krista everywhere because I didn't want that. <laughs> well, I think it's refreshing in the space too because it's like you said, you don't get these like hard ass, you know, rah, app, you know, it like almost softens it in a way. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, when starting this whole process, if there was like one piece of advice that you could have given your former self, what would it have been? Just stick with it. Um, I think that's the hardest thing, like starting anything as an you know entrepreneur or if you're learning a new fitness skill or whatever pretty much everything you try is going to take a lot longer than you think it will um so if you basically just like chip away at something it's going to work eventually and i think that took me a long time to realize um and it you know made me quit different things and get super discouraged. Um, but you know, when you, when you see that, like 
business that you think is an overnight success or app that's an overnight success, usually it's like a five-year overnight success. So it's it's really just sticking with it, sticking with your values, um, believing in yourself. Those are the biggest things. <laughs> I love that you point out that it's the same thing with fitness because it really is. You've got to stick with those goals. You've got to appreciate sort of the journey along the way, even though sometimes that journey is really annoying, but you've got to appreciate it along the way. And I love that you tie it back to fitness. And I actually use the whole image a lot of like the duck with the feet going under the water. You see this nice, calm animal floating along and those feet are churning because it is, it's a, it's a whole process. And, you know, when you start in that entrepreneurial process, you don't think about some of those things. So great piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> So you obviously travel a lot. I mean, living in Amsterdam, you were in San Francisco. Is that where you're still currently at? No, I just actually moved to Venice Beach in LA. Okay, yeah. So I was going to say you have a lot of outdoor lifestyle almost uh, activities on your page, which I think is awesome. Because again, it's almost that anyone can do these workouts anywhere they go type of thing. Yeah, that's the idea. I really like to tell people they have no excuses not to do them. Um, but I mean, that's the, that's the catchphrase, right? No excuses. right? Yeah. Um, but, but seriously, like I, I love being outside. So, and I do encourage people to get outside and work out outside because I think there's just something extra awesome about an outdoor workout, um, fresh air, getting some sunshine, stuff like that. But if you do live somewhere where it's pouring rain all the time, I'm from Portland, Oregon, so I understand this, or it's, you know, freezing outside, snowing. Um, I also, you know, you can, you can work out inside, like you can have a tiny apartment and still do push-ups and all these other things. So I just really like to kind of show different, um, places and, types of workout areas or parks or whatever that you can work out in just to give people ideas. Yeah, it's definitely nice. We were in Boston for eight years before nice. coming back to California. Yeah. So it's a major transition being able to work out outside year round versus, you know, having to deal with that, that cold weather. For sure. <laughs> You've given people sort of a library that they can take with them no matter where they're at, whether or not they're traveling. And we're coming up on the holidays right now. You know, during the holidays when people are busy, they have no excuses because of your quick workouts. You know, you cover all that workout. What do you tell people on the mental side, you know, if they have the excuses? Well, the mental side is is obviously the tough part because... Basically, I mean, the biggest excuse people say is they don't have time. So then you can go through that and say, well, I mean, sorry, but everyone has 12 minutes a day. Like, you know, you're, you're probably like looking in the mirror for that long. You could cut down on something, cut down on a TV show, work out while you watch a TV show, stuff like that. But the thing that people really kind of have to face um, within themselves is whether they want to make it a priority. And I think that's something people don't like to really admit a lot of the times is that, you know, maybe working out, especially during the holidays, just isn't their priority. And that's why they don't make it happen, not because they don't have time or they don't have a space or equipment or whatever. So it's getting people to realize that. And then once they kind of can admit that, you know, they can also make a decision like, do they want to change that? Because 
it's pretty easy to add HIIT workouts into your day, you know, even three times a week, um, even during the holidays. So it's just, it's, yeah, facing it and then making a decision whether it's important to you or not. You know, and uh, stop me if this is getting too personal, but I saw you had a bad car accident recently, and it seems like the comeback had so much to do with how physically fit you were from doing these type of workouts. Yeah, it was crazy. I've never been in a car accident before. Um, it was it was really bad, and I feel really lucky to be healthy and alive. But yeah, I you know all my recovery, my doctors basically said like because I was so fit and strong, it protected me from getting badly hurt from having long-term injuries. Um, and I recovered pretty quickly, which was amazing. <laughs> um, and it really, it, you know, I, I love to work out for like the mental side of it. It's like my therapy. I love being strong. I want to be healthy long-term, but like, that's just another piece of it that it being, strong and healthy and fit and having a body that you take care of like if you do get in some sort of accident if you you know go through a lot of stress something like you're you're gonna recover faster and kind of get through it better so it was it was quite a crazy experience talk about making it a priority after that especially for sure (laughs) With the app, with all that you're doing, you know, with the HIIT workouts, where do you see the future of fitness? I definitely see it going away from kind of like boring, tedious forms of working out, like being on an elliptical machine in a stuffy gym for hours, um, which is what I used to do. I can't even believe that now. But more towards like functional, efficient, and more fun fitness. So like even now, I see more and more people doing workouts in the park, um, which I just like love because I don't know, a few years ago, I feel like it wasn't very normal, like maybe in LA or somewhere, but like I went to Paris this year and there were people doing that and I just thought it was awesome. Um, and I, I see it going definitely more towards people focusing on like, getting stronger and fitter rather than just focusing on getting skinny or building big muscles or whatever it is like more actual functional stuff that can actually help them out in their daily lives. Um, and one thing I've noticed that I just like love is that more and more people are trying things that are like fun. So they're doing sports instead of like feeling like, okay, they have to go to this hour long class in the gym. Instead, you know, just like me, they're learning gymnastics or, you know, learning to rock climb or joining an adult soccer team or whatever it is. And they're just having a lot more fun with it. Um, and I just see that continuing and I'm just so happy about it because I hate when people just hate fitness and hate working out because I really feel like, you know, not everything isn't for everybody, but like you can find something that you enjoy and it it might take a little experimenting, but you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's like when you truly make it that lifestyle, I know that's such a huge cliche in in the fitness industry, but yeah, for sure. It's, it, it takes time, 
Um, it didn't come naturally to me, but you know, now I could never go back. Um, and I've seen a lot of people have that change too. So just stick with it. You raised some sort of great points there with, you know, you can play a sport. It can be, fitness can be fun. It can be your activity. It can be your hobby, but also with the 12 minute workouts, with the high intensity workouts, it doesn't have to be necessarily working out just to do a gnarly or longer workout. It can be working out so that you then even move better in your soccer game or you can then go do gymnastics. It's using workouts to move and feel better in everyday life too instead of just doing the gnarliest, hardest, heaviest weight you possibly can. That's so true and I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, doing, you know, doing the hit workouts has allowed me to try new things like going into a gymnastics class, never having barely having done a cartwheel in my life. Like I had a, I had an advantage over the other newbies because I was fit and I wasn't huffing and puffing throughout the whole class. And, you know, I was strong enough to do the exercises, even though I didn't have the coordination yet. And, um, I've, I've seen this with so many other people. It's, it's definitely, um, doing, doing hit style workouts and building strength will help you in sports and life and like anything you like to do. So now that you've answered all the easy questions, we have the uh, segment we call the fast five fitness facts, where we're going to give you the five questions to really get to know you. Are you ready? Yes. So question number one, what is your favorite exercise? I have way too many, but my probably my go-to exercise that I love is just jump roping. I just I love it and I bring one with me everywhere and you know if I'm stressed or need to work out some energy it's just a great way to do it. Love the jump rope but was definitely expecting you to say handstands after mentioning you did them daily. I know I do love handstands. I mean that's why I feel like I could name like 20 but. (laughs) What exercise do you love to hate? I would say (laughs) pull-ups. I I, I kind of like dread doing them, but I love doing them. It's like this weird thing. Um, they're so great for you. And I'm so happy I can do pull-ups, but I don't like get excited to do them. Like I do, you know, handstands or even jump roping. Well, I think you broke the streak of squats and burpees is the answer. So congratulations. (laughs) I actually like burpees. (laughs) We'll add that as one of the 20 in, in question number one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is the best book you've ever read? That is another impossible question because I've read so many. Um, but I did just finish one that I really liked. It's called The Art of Mental Training. And I got a lot out of it and would definitely recommend it. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to check it out. I read a ton. It's... um. Yeah, it's good. I like it. And Krista, what's your favorite pump-up song? Another tough question. I would say Stronger by Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) And if you could train with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, Muhammad Ali, because he was awesome. And I just love how he really put his heart into everything he did. That's a great, great answer. And one more Krista Stryker exclusive, (laughs) having the awesome Santa Monica Pier gym in your backyard now, what is your favorite workout to do there? Oh, 
Well, that's a tough one. It depends on the day. I really like um, doing like a hit body weight workout in the kind of grassy area. There's this for people who've never been there. Um, it, there's this like nice little grassy area where people do handstands and stuff. But I I also will do like body weight hit workouts there. And then I like mixing up and going to there's like pull-up bars and dip bars around. I like doing like a time challenge workout, um, with the dip bars and the pull-up bars where, you know, I'll do, I'll tend to do something like I'll do some leg plyo exercise, like jump squats or something. And then I'll do like dips. Then I'll mix it up with maybe like pistols and then do some pull-ups, stuff like that. Um, I like those time challenge workouts. They're fun. (laughs) And then obviously handstands also on the grass. <laughs> Hitting all the major muscle groups. Right. <laughs> Krista, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, just um, 12minuteathlete.com. It is, it's the numbers, but you can get there either one, two, minute athlete, or you can spell 12. It'll both get you there. Um, and then in the iTunes store and Google Play stores, just 12 minute athlete. You can find the app there. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. For the show notes and more episodes, visit redefiningstrength.com.